Viewer discretion is advised. Get through those those lows, you know what I mean? Like I've been there too. Like I've been at a space where I didn't even want to live my life anymore, but just look around, there's so much purpose. Mandate. Welcome to Mandate, where we navigate fresh perspectives and nothing's off the table tonight. Our guest, originally from Central, but hails all the way from West, Tamaki Makoto and Avondale. He is a musician and also a rapper extraordinaire. Um, and so also an entrepreneur as well, um, but also in terms of um, Ngāpui, Samoan and Pākehā descent. And so guys, this guy's uh, working on, on a new album. Um, and so he's going to be an amazing, amazing um, superstar. And so he's already an amazing superstar, but even more so now. And so guys, please put your hands together for the man himself, the uh, enigmatic and talented Mallow Downs. Yeah. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> nah, thanks, thanks for having me, boys. Like, nah, it's an honor to be here. It's cool. Oh, man. Also, Mallow, love. Hey, no, the, the, the honor and the privilege is all ours also. And I thought just, just to get the ball rolling, um, because you are doing working on a new project and a new album. Um, so is there, is, are we able to kind of... Can I talk about um some of the stuff that's on the pipeline? Yeah, no, nah, of course, man. Like um, yeah, I've been work uh working on an album for the last almost three years now. Um, just been been going to LA, Australia, just been getting some life experience and um, ups and downs as well. So I think it's all part of the journey and all part of like navigating life f- for everybody in general. So yeah, that's kind of what I've put into this album is like good times, bad times, party times. You know, just everything I feel is, this album is like a representation of kind of my life in the last kind of three three years. Yeah, so should be a vibe. Yeah, man, that's also also because hey, I read um somewhere on one of the articles they're saying that you practically worked from your bedroom. You, you started your yeah. music, you created your music in your, from your bedrooms. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing really has changed. Um, I still make music. Um. And other things from the bedroom. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, but nah, I still, I'm still doing music from my bedroom. Like, oh, it's, it's, I got a studio like set up now. Like, not, not like a, a, a world class studio, but enough to be able to, you know, like record my vocals and um, bounce them out and then take them to the studio and give it to my engineer. Because um, I feel like it's it's a comfort comfort thing being in my own space and just vibing out and being able to give it to my engineer and finishing it off and that. So yeah, man, I mean who's that's cool. Oh, also, man, I was just really buzzy to have you here um, this evening to um, chop it up with us and really give back to um, our listeners, especially our men, because our heart is to really empower them. And so we call to, for those that really don't know um, who you are, because mm. we got heaps of different type of listeners, but yeah, um yeah, be cool the origin sh- story. Eh? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, origin yeah. story. Yeah, 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 yeah. The origin yeah. story, and and tell us about your name, where, yeah, where yeah, it came cool. from. Yeah, so like, um, I don't know. Growing up in Avondale, um, yo, shout out to AD. Yeah, shout <laughs> out AD, place that raised me pretty yeah. much. Um, yes, yeah, growing up there, like, cause I've always, I've always been artistic. Like, I love drawing and um, writing, and I don't know, just being creative. I've always been that kind of person. So. Um, before the rap, like they were, I, I used to draw and stuff, and then, um, it turns out that graffiti is a element of hip hop. So yeah. that was the first element of hip hop that I explored uh, as a young kid. So yeah, I started tagging and stuff everywhere. Um, it's my books, like, uh, like letter boxes, like anywhere. I just be tagging when I was about uh, what have been like thirteen or fourteen. 
um yeah i used to tag just like whatever um and then i had this tag uh i used to be a fan of nerd which is pharrell's group mm, yeah and i had like a poster of nerd on my in, in my room and i was just looking at the poster on the wall and i read it backwards and it was dren and so i started tagging drens backwards that was my first tag <laughs> it was like that doesn't even make sense but it was just a word and the yeah. letters look real nice when you tag it um and then yeah now nah, i got i got caught uh went out with the boys like spray cans and stuff walking the train tracks and um yeah we used to get picked up in, in this car and <laughs> go like park up around buildings industrial areas and areas like the streets yeah. <laughs> you see this thing oh there's little shits yeah i was one of those guys eh? <laughs> so, like, on the door yeah, on like, those, those, i was one of those ones like just keener just tagging and then one time i got caught uh, on the motorway um by the cops and then yeah i got i got done for that that name so i was like man i need to change my tag <laughs> um, and then my, yeah i came home in the in the cop car my mom wasn't really happy in that and then um i was like man i need a new tag so like at the time i had all these like cd collections and stuff and i was a big fan of bone thug so i just started looking through their albums and i was just tagging their their like um the the track list of the each album mm. and there was a song called down 71 on i think east 99 and yeah i just started tagging down and then um i just added the nz which is like downs and i just started writing it everywhere and so everyone in the hood just knew me as um downs and that and so I just started taking downs and then um and then eventually like after shit went down like uh went through a few things growing up um eventually i kind of like mellowed down <laughs> from that and so i just added a mellow and then it became mellow downs and to be honest my real name is bronson but like i wanted to change my name ages ago like to just my name but there's already action bronson like what if you google it so and everyone kind of already knew me for mellow or mellow down so i just stuck to that but yeah that's kind of the origin of how I got my rap name. I wish it was like some cool ass story. Like, oh, no, nah, it's a story. Story, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's downs, just from the, it's man. just from the graffiti days, yeah. pretty much downs. And then since then I've kind of mellowed down a little bit. And uh, for the, for people that, that know me, know me, like I'm pretty chill, like I'm pretty mellow anyway. So that's kind of, it kind of just fits anyway. So yeah. yeah how, how did the music and the, and the rapping all kind of come, uh, oh, come about? Yeah, that was pretty crazy, man. Like there's, there's a whole lot of things in my life that kind of led me to, uh to want to rap and stuff um it started back when i was in uh i'd say intermediate um so i went to a predominantly white um balangi primary school so we were staying in balmoral me and my mother she was working in central and um like when it came to intermediate i was out of zone so i couldn't go to like i wanted to go to like a and i or like um auckland boys you know i wanted yeah, to go to like yeah. where all my friends so all my friends were like white kind of rich kids and that and so I was used to going to their house and they had like tennis courts and like, yeah, one of my mates had like a tennis court, like a plasma TV before there was even plasma Damn. TVs. Like, and I, that was like my normal. Like, that's what I thought was like, wow, this is mean. And then, um, but I understood like I wasn't like, our family wasn't rich like that. We were just kind of working class. And then, um, yeah, it wasn't until I was out of zone for all the intermediates, like in central. And so my mom was like, oh, cause we live in Avondale. Oh, so my, so my grandmother, um, she got cancer and so we were living in Balmoral at the time and then my mom's was like oh we got to move back to Avondale to nurse nurse um grandma and that so we were nursing my nana like just the island ways you know keep keep them at home and stuff um for as long as possible and then um so yeah we moved back to Avondale and then I ended up going to Avondale Intermediate and that was kind of like weird for me because at my primary school I was considered brown 
like considered dark skin and even though i'm like light skin and then so when i went to the intermediate everyone thought i was like balangi or middle eastern or <laughs> and so like people were calling me like afghani and wow all these names like egyptian and that and i'm just like where i'm someone like and then no one believed me and no one really believed me so um one day i took a couple of the boys home to my nana she's like for us i'm more hard out like and she was even speaking like fluent someone to them but they couldn't even understand that's how fast she was speaking and that's kind of when they were like oh yeah but some people still kind of weren't convinced like um and yeah so i just started like trying to fit in too much like trying not trying too hard but kind of like trying too hard like um and i remember there was just like uh there was this guy that kept on kind of bullying me and stuff and um he was supposed to fight my mate and then um my mate never turned up and then i remember my grand uh, my mother was telling me like if anyone you know um gets in an altercation with you just walk away or just run away but my nana she was like nah she was, after my mom went she was like nah nah if he, <laughs> <laughs> he, like, Sorry, if he punches you or he wants to if he talks to you on your face you punch him as hard as you can in the face and then i just remember that and so that's what happened after school <laughs> i just sucked the student in the head and he just dropped and then um the next day i pulled up to school and everyone was like nah yeah he's someone <laughs> I was like, oh, no. but like that's I, I was like just trying like that's not even me i was just trying hard to fit in just because yeah. i wasn't accepted by like everybody you know like being a new kid from a different area and stuff and um yeah so like i kind of discovered that they're like the the lifestyle was a bit different to the kids that I was growing up with in Balmoral and Mount Eden and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. when I moved to Avondale, that's when I was like, oh, yo, this is cool. And started getting into like hip hop and a couple of the boys were like, we go to the Sunday markets and like steal Yu-Gi-Oh cards and stuff. So I just pulled up with them and um, yeah, started hanging off like some of the boys and that. And then um, yeah, hi, yeah, went through high school and stuff and at the time i was like playing rugby and basketball and i was playing like rep teams for both so i was doing quite well at athletics and all that like um sports and stuff and i wasn't until uh what was it like around 2006 or seven i think um one of the boys actually well like we started kind of drinking getting into like everyone does at a young age we just started like dabbling with alcohol and stuff but i was at a party somewhere out east side and then one there was a uh there was like a, a kind of like a christian thing at the school and one of the boys got drunk and got told to sober up outside but just as it happened like this car just pulled up and um this dude had a knife and stabbed one of the boys and he ended up um passing away actually when we were like i think we were like 14 15 at the time and so like yeah one of my best friends he was like he he like held him like we passed away so that was pretty traumatic like to for for the also as well and just for all of us being young losing a friend in that manner and it's it's kind of like um we were like oh let's make a song for the bird like so like we started like freestyling and things like that um and we made a song for him which was cool and then i was like man this is cool as and at the time there was bebo like back in back in those <laughs> days there was bebo yeah so um yeah my cousin like made a little home setup at my uh, on my mom's desktop in the kitchen so i came home and we had like a little studio setup like uh he got the you know those headphones like with the headpiece oh, like yeah, 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 for yeah. like you use at the neck caps yeah he got one from the neck calf and <laughs> he was like so this is our mic and i was like yeah <laughs> and so yeah i started making songs putting them on bieber 
and we made we made a song for the Uso as well, like um, rest in peace, mana. Uh, and then I was just like, man, this is cool. And then start going to parties, and we'll be in the corner of our Cody box and <laughs> our, our boxes of flames and boxes of ice and that. Like we would just be freestyling and stuff. So that's kind of how I got into like rapping. I was like, man, this is cool. And I made this one song that um that I put on Bieber, and then we we used to like Bluetooth it to other <laughs> people around the school. Yeah, yeah. And I remember going to this like Ibsen girl's grandma party and they were playing the song and then they were like, oh, this is your song, eh? And I was like, yeah. And then I was just like, oh, this is, this is cool. <laughs> like, so that's kind of how I got into the buzz. And then um, at the time, like, uh, yeah, when I was around 16, 17, a couple of the Usos uh, committed suicide. Like one after the other, there was about three, three of them that did it, eh? Like, like one year, second year kind of, in a row kind of buzz and it was kind of out of it but i was kind of dealing with like um that as well and oh my grandmother passed away too so i was kind of just like a bit lost a bit misguided kind of thing and my mom was kind of busy she she was nursing my grandma so i was like left to my own devices and that so i was out with the boys and stuff like we come from i come from a real good like family like real loving but just kind of like family events and then couple friends passing away and that me and me and the boys were just down for whatever kind of thing like we just drink put all our money together buy like a tinny or like buy some weed in it and we just go to the to the like secret hideout spot and just start freestyling and making music and that so that was kind of my um for me that was my therapy so i was writing about like stuff that was happening and i was getting it off my chest you know and so it was easy for me to process a lot of that because i would just write it and then make a song about it and stuff whereas i feel other people that was going through something worse than me didn't have that outlet kind of yeah. thing so i was thankful that i found it really early and um yeah that kind of got me through like some hard times i was just writing about it and i would stay home and just want to make music some of the boys go do urns and all kinds yeah. of shit yeah. you know, like oh, i did it a couple times but you know I'm, i was kind of more just chill yeah but that's kind of how i got into the music was um through like some of those experiences and then the 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 beginning of social media with the bebo and the myspace oh myspace was a bit before but like the bebo and then the facebook came out and so um yeah then i started just wanting to do like talent quests and like gigs and that and so yeah i I got one of my first gigs was at woody's bar in um yeah Yeah, i started playing there and uh yeah it was just like empty like the, the the room was empty and that taking the boys there and stuff so that's kind of how i started and um i just been going hard ever since yeah and I, I i do like have an intention behind my music you know like mm. i i do it for the for my brothers that aren't with me mm. any no more so like yeah one of the also's um jedi he's he's like a one of my good friends he just made the warriors the week he passed away so like for me i was like man like bro all that talent you know like and so I'm like, man, I want to live out my dreams, f- like not for you, but like, just be- yeah. yeah, just cause, yeah. just cause, like I know that if he was here, he would be like one of yeah. the illest league players. He had the uh, he had the meanest like um, step. He had the meanest <laughs> step. Uh, I think he played for Richmond. Yeah, oh. he was solid. Yeah, but he he was on. So um, yeah, a lot of the shit that I do is like for for the birds and just trying to like people that were like young young people as well, like. Cause I feel there's not enough, um, not role models, but just there's a lot of kind of, um, like a lot of like distractions in the yeah. hood and stuff. So like, if you can see someone like poetic or you know like a figure like 
Ezra Adesanya and mm. things like that. It makes you want to thrive. Like, fuck, if this Yo. guy can do that, then I can do that. So that's me. I want to be able to do shit so people can be like, fuck, if this buzzy dude can do this, <laughs> then I can do that, you know? So that's, that's so kind of cool. like my buzz, yeah. And I enjoy yeah. it too. It's been a journey. Mm. Yo. Oh, shout out Thanks for sharing that. And man. shout out to your usos that passed away. And it's cool that's, that's given you a drive. Um, when did you realize that you were good at it? Um, probably like freestyle battles, eh? When I was oh, pulling yeah. up to the parties and, gee, let's go on a battle. <laughs> and I, sweet. And then next minute, we're just like, just breaking him down with what he's wearing or like yeah. just mocking him or, or I could just go off the top, just like freestyle buzz. And then um, that's when like, not like a, I, I had a rep for it, but people knew me for like, oh yeah, if this guy's at a party, he's going to freestyle kind of thing. And I could just, at the time I could rap about like, if you point at the table, I just start rapping about the table and rhyme off, whatever. So, like, that's kind of how I started. Um, but these days, not many people freestyle, so mm. I haven't really been freestyling that much. But back in back when I was younger, like, everyone just wanted a freestyle. And that's kind of when I knew, oh, yo, I got something good. But then, like, I grew up, like, a few other boys, and they, they all rapped as well. And I wasn't even, like, the best. It was just that I think, like, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, they weren't really into it. And, and it like I was, so yeah, nah. Yeah. I, I liked how you um shared when you're younger Yo. and um you're talking about how um you wanted to fit in. Yeah, yeah. And because you're in one one space you regarded as the you're not or the brown guy and then yeah. you went to the other space and and you're the light skinned guy. But um man, when we look at you now like you got your own style, you got your own oh, yeah. swag, you stand out in terms of um yeah, your swag and also your style of rapping. Um when did you like figure out like this is me, this is my own identity? Um uh, and when were you comfortable with it? Oh man, it took like a while, eh? Like even uh I'm kinda like I'm real comfortable now with who I am. Like mm. I'm i st- I'm still yet to like learn both languages like yeah. Maori and Sao like properly yeah. like when my grandmother was alive she she would speak Samoan to me and I would reply in English like I could understand but ever sh- since she passed I just lost it like just because it wasn't around the house anymore kind of thing so I feel like not bad I just feel like oh man I've, I lost something that was real close to my culture and stuff and she was like the last of her generation to be alive and stuff or like or, or like that was alive so when she passed it was like I should have like made more of an effort but you know when you're in a teenager and yeah, going yeah, through yeah. your thing and the only words the usos are speaking like in is just a bad word so like <laughs> the sweet words. yeah yeah that's all like yeah so that was kind of like how i how i grew up and then when i was in a space where everyone's talking speaking someone and i only like understand small small bits i felt like judged because uh I, like i wasn't like up to power with the rest of my family in it like my aunties or my cousins and stuff um and then it made me feel like less of a Samoan and that was kind of something that I was, I've was i I've been navigating like now that I've doing music it's weird because I'll be out south side and then like all, all the bloods will say what's up all the crips out who will like say what's up all the Samoans will be all good and they kind of just accept me for who I am and I'm like is that just because I'm doing the music or is that just for me as a person and, and that got me thinking That's like mean. as long as I'm authentic like I'm myself mm-hmm. I can just walk in any um any kind of room and be me and not have that fear of like oh this 
I like I feel uncomfortable here because they're like judging me because I don't know enough of this. But if you cut my if you cut my veins open, it'll be someone, you know. Like, yeah. and that's and I think that's a colonized um, concept is is a quantizing what you are. Like, mm. this guy's only quarter Maori, or this yeah. guy's only yeah. half yeah, white, man. or this guy's only quarter someone. Like, and I feel that's like a colonized concept. Whereas, like, in the islands, if you grow up white and you're you grew up like that you're still someone like or you're still something else and i think a lot of people would disagree with me but that's how i feel that's just yeah, my personal man. opinion like um yeah so it's, it's it's weird like even i'm only like one eighth maori but going up north it's like connected me to my land like and like i don't care what any maori says if they're like oh he's cooking he's not maori i don't give a fuck like i'm maori like yeah. i can't even speak maori but i reconnected like i'm maori like my great 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 uh my great grandfather was full Modi, you know so like yeah. that still makes me Modi, and that still means like on a spiritual level i still feel our ancestors are with us no matter what so it doesn't matter if you're quarter someone or one eighth Modi. Yeah. i feel like we still got the same power yeah. as our ancestors yeah so yeah. that's kind of what i carry with me when i walk into rooms and stuff and I f I, I, hopefully people can like just feel the energy you know like yeah, yeah. they know yeah. that so yeah that's kind of like that's where I'm at in terms of my identity now. And it's just up to me. Uh, it's a long life journey. I, th I feel like fulfilling those like footsteps and in, in terms of like learning more about your culture. Cause you can never just be like, I, I know everything about my culture. You know, it's like even like people that are, that are hardcore into their culture, like speak fluently, do this, do that. They're always learning about their culture. Like there's, there's never, there's never not enough to learn. So, yeah, that's that's my journey at the moment. Yeah, yes. bro. bro, that's powerful. Yeah, it's funny because so cool. I had a um, conversation with some at this new job, and they're predominantly Tongan. And so there was this one guy I thought he was Tongan this whole time, and just learned that he was Samoan. I go, oh, I didn't even know you were Samoan. So I was like calling you Toko, and and I was trying to speak it. Oh, until one of the other girls were talking to him in Samoan, and they goes, yeah, I'm Samoan, but I'm plastic Samoan. They know the language again. Also, that doesn't make you plastic. You're Samoan. Like it's just you just learning how to speak the language. And like, um, yeah, I think even for all of us, I'm not good at Samoan, but we, that whole colonized thinking, like, oh, maybe it's a colonized thing where we're led to believe that because we can't speak the language or we're like one quarter, one half, we're not full Samoan. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah devalue our Samoanists by saying we're plastic but no yeah. we're Samoan we're Maori we're yeah, yeah um, and I think that's a, just a redefining that as we go along here so yeah. just hearing you say this means oh, I appreciate that man I don't yeah. and that's buzzy yeah like just how man I just can so relate like um Samoan but don't speak the language um but lived with my grandmother when I was a kid and she yeah. spoke Samoan yeah. but mainly only um and so being able to like piece together the conversation but I couldn't really speak it but I could understand what she was saying yeah, yeah. um and after she's gone it's like I'll never forget her and it's always been my link back to like one day I'm gonna make that step and reach out to my culture but for years it's been like doubting myself because I feel like I have to qualify to be someone yeah, even yeah. though it's in my blood so yeah that's exactly yeah that's exactly yeah. what it is eh? like nah it's cool but did you think it's ironic um, Melo you, like you said earlier on you said hey back in school you wanted to fit in you try to try to obviously try to yeah, yeah. fit in and you want to prove yourself and hey because I'm, I'm 
people looked at me like, oh, judging me like, oh, he's Egyptian, he's this. That's it. Yeah, but you, you but you saw him worn. But it's funny now because I can guarantee a lot of people now they look at you, oh, Mellow Downs, I want to be like Mellow Downs now. Yeah. And so and and, I, and a lot of some of your music, you talk about your cultural roots and all that, and you and you said you're proud um Tangata Finua, proud Maori, and so people can have their own opinions, and also you talked about identity, and so with all that being said, with our, our younger generation, what do you think? In terms of our, our young men, like still trying to find themselves, trying to be this person, or who might be in the same predicament, like, oh, I want to be this, yeah. I want to, I'm Samoan, but I want to be this, I don't know, speak Samoan, I'm plastic. What, what, what kind of um, advice or kind of um, encouragement could you give to some of our, our folks out there, our young men, uh, even our older men? Yeah, I'm not really good at, at advice, but what I've learned is like, um, like, it's the simplest answer, but it's the most complex. Like, I searched, like, so far so far outside of myself to find what i was looking for like oh man i, I need i need to be like this or i need to be like that i'm watching tv like i want to dress like this i need to have my hair like this and that and blah blah and all along was inside you know and but it took me to go to journey all the way out there to find out man it's been here this whole time oh. but it's i think for, for everyone's all, always got on the inside but they need to go outside and make the mistakes like oh yeah that doesn't work oh yeah i gotta hide him from this dude oh, i got rolled i got arrested uh, yeah. to find yourself and then you're like man why aren't i finding anything any pieces of myself out here and it's because it's always been in here but it's like you can say it's always in here and then someone might just stay indoors and just look here and they won't find anything because they need to go they need to make those mistakes in order for them to realize ah oh, what i've been looking for is here but i need to experience that life stuff and those experiences those emotions to find find it so yeah that's kind of my wow. if that's advice like that's, that's cool, cool man that's yeah cool. yeah yeah it's kind of like you have the journey hey? it's a part of the journey that's yeah. it it's the journey yeah yeah it's the journey the company because yeah. yeah and i feel like um the energy that you that you manifest or the energy that's around you is the energy that you get back to info because like back when i was like 15 to around 19 i was like i was like switching number plates on the cars and like we we're doing runners from the gas station you know doing runners from the liquor store like i was spending weekends in the cells like court cases and all this kind of stuff and like my mom was just like what the <laughs> what the hell yeah. like she was never getting her own life like mm. trying to nurse my grandma and i'm out here with the boys just doing i don't know just pity pity shit so like i was yeah it was pretty like buzzy to to realize like all that negative energy was like just around so like i'll be driving a car by myself and then i'll get pulled over for no reason you know and then i'm like man why are the police always got a problem with me like why are they always pricking on me like they i walk down the street and the cops would just stop and be like where are you going bronson like they knew me by my first name you live down that way why are you going down there and i'm like i'm just gonna go to the shop like so i always got picked on from like the the authority or like i always felt like things were going wrong and then it wasn't until i made like a conscious decision like i don't want to like i need to change the way that my energy is and as soon as i changed my energy and started hanging out with like like-minded people and doing more music things and putting my energy into something that was more productive i would drive around and then i stopped getting pulled over by the cops i stopped like that just things stopped happening like and i was just like far out this must be like some kind of universal thing that's happening like i don't know what it is but um but yeah i, th I feel like you the energy that you're around it just like can manifest into 
you know it's like man as soon as you make that conscious decision to go you can either go this way or this way and just the moment that i chose like now nah, i want to do this and i want to take it seriously um that's when like kind of good things obviously there's negativity as well but like it's a balance but that's when my life started kind of getting more on track yeah it was when when i kind of just had a realization that's, <laughs> cool. Damn, that's awesome <laughs> yeah I'm um, speaking of um of energy and just thinking about your journey um with your career so far oh. h- how does it work in terms of like um some of the the new people that come into your life and sort of feeding off their energy and then making yeah. sure you're sort of keeping the inner circle close the ones that have been with you from from day one yeah like i don't it's it's, it's an interesting question because like you meet acquaintances and people in business and things every day and they're like oh, Mel, would you like to do this, like, campaign? Oh, would you like to do this? And would you like to do that? But at the same time, it's like, man, there's only a window for this kind of thing. And at the end of it all, if you're going to look behind you, are they going to be the people that you started with kind of thing? And for me, I just, like, honestly, I just got my boys that I grew up with. Like, I, I'm still really tight with them. Um, I always touch base with my mother. She's, like, she really grounds me and, um, and my dog and stuff. So I just really just keep family kind of close and, the rest like acquaintances i just protect my energy and when it comes to like going out and meeting people that like aren't really in your life for that long if you know what i mean so i just kind of like just keep it really small really and um yeah that's cool yeah yeah because you talked about identity as well and like i'm sort of like how how hard is it to navigate through mellow the the hip-hop artist versus Bronson yeah <laughs> and, uh, uh, and and then in the same terms when you're meeting people like do they want are they wanting me for me or yeah 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 they yeah. want me because of what well, I do yeah I think that's the thing is like everyone thinks because when they listen to your music they they think they, they know, know you like, yeah they're like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah I remember when I was I don't know talking about alcohol or whatever people were like bro I don't wanna or I just said like a weed reference in one of my songs and next minute like they're throwing 50 bags on the stage, you know? Like, I'm like, oh, I don't even smoke weed at the moment, you know? Like, so, yeah, it's, it's real buzzy knowing that. And then I think, oh, for me, the power of prayer is the best as well. Like, oh. I always pray. Like, um, and I think wh- one thing I, I started doing recently is just being waking up and then ch- kind of like, um, ne- uh, like just stating five or six things that you're grateful for before you even start your day. That kind of like sets you on the right right turn just to like, not have a good day, but just get you in a routine to, like, I think gratitude is key as well. Just mm. being grateful of where you come from and kind of where you're, uh, kind of uh, leads you to where you're going kind of thing. So yeah, just being grateful and, um, and just having trust in the process really and keeping, keeping ones that you can actually trust around your, uh, in your circle and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big one. Yeah. Also, um, so we talked about, Everyone knows, oh, not knows, but everyone, yeah, everyone knows Malu as the the hip hop artist. But they don't yeah. know you got this day job, and you're sharing to us yeah, earlier. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's so cool. Are you able to explain what you do, brother? Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm I'm pretty I'm full time music, but like I I had to keep one of the jobs that I was doing before, and that's working at a it's like a mental health art space called Toyota, um, which means like arts and stuff, and it's just like a yeah, it's a mental health art space for just people within, like, the mental health kind of um, organization. Like, there's, like, Mason Clinic, um, people from, like, 
those homes, like those mental health homes and stuff. And they come in and um, I'm like the recording teacher. I, I think my, my job description is creative practitioner. That sounds kind of cool, <laughs> but cool, I'm just like, cool, man. It's it's yeah, I just press record pretty much. But no, nah, I just like help the guys. They want to do a rap song. I'll just like, sometimes I find them a beat on YouTube. Sometimes I'll just produce them something really, like really basic or record whatever they want. Their spoken word piece or some people do like um, Beatles covers. A lot of adults come through. And these are people with like either like um, schizophrenia, uh, bipolar, um, that have kind of psychotic episodes and they every everyone has a very interesting story so like it's cool to to hear where they come from and what they used to do whether they would um like they were like involved with like drug abuse or they've been to jail or stuff like that they all come through and they're all kind of <clears throat> recovering or they're all in the system so um it's a very rewarding job like, i don't even need to do it for the money like i just do it for like it's it's the one thing that kind of for me it's giving back i I feel and it's just i've been doing it for almost seven years so like that's cool um yeah and the guys all they've been there as well for for that long like all the members and stuff so like yeah it's cool it's it's really cool a really interesting place as well yeah um and it's really open you know like no one no one judges anyone there um and there's so many cool different classes like there you can do like mosaic or you can mm -hmm. paint or do photography and yeah, it's it's a, it's a cool it's a cool space. I feel like there should be more facilities like that in the country. Yeah, yeah. It, bro, and it's not an easy space. I know, probably for you, I'm not too sure how challenging it is. Yeah, but yeah. you've been doing it for seven years, and you got people that go and have to do their masters, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. even those guys come back and still can't connect to the people. And yeah. You're still in their space, um, and you're able to connect with them and. Yeah. Is it challenging for you or is it a passion? Yeah, I think like one of the key values that my mother told me was compassion mm -hmm. and um and like never to judge a like a book by its cover. And so like when these people come in, some of them, you know, got no teeth and some of them got stank like of beer, like oh I shouldn't even say that. They might watch this now. <laughs> but like, you know, just just like all walks of life yeah. come through pretty much is what yeah. I'm saying. And um just having to sit down and you know, show show them some compassion and show them your attention. Uh, honestly changes their whole world you know like they've been in a space where people net no one's given them a chance yeah. or like they're they've been looked at as crazy like literally on paper they're not fit for society yeah so like when they come in this is their time and this is their space to be comfortable and i let them do whatever they want they can swear on the microphone they can say whatever like not to an extent you know but like yeah, yeah. they can they can express themselves and that's what it's all about because I told them like whatever's going on up here and then here if you let it out you can you'll feel it's therapy for you so um and some of these guys like like that's the only day they look forward to in their life you know every Thursday is their day like I, I go back to the clinic I don't know what they do there but then they're like nah Thursday's the time I get to go out make some music or mellow like that's their whole thing so I, I really uh, take, you know, um, pride in pulling up to that class and being there for them. So that's, for me, that's like rewarding in itself. And like, whatever bad shit I did in the past, it's I feel like it's me, you know, getting those karma points back and giving back to the community <laughs> as well. So it's all about like the balance. And nah, I, I, I really enjoy it, eh? It's mad. Hey Mello, um, obviously you're in the in the music industry and obviously with the hip hop and rap and there's a, you know, I think there's a lot of our younger ones who kind of 
probably aspiring to do what you what you're doing so and so and i think some of us get caught up or some of them might get caught up with oh man Mala's doing this he's a hip-hop artist he's all this and thinking of the bling and all the thing about the the money all that kind of stuff the girls all that kind of stuff but can you kind of kind of stamp the the i don't know maybe if you can stamp that kind of um myth of of all, all of that because some guys still think no nah, no nah, this is the way it is if i can if i can yeah. be a hip-hop star or you know all this other thing will, will come in terms of the package and so what what is it really like tell us what's what's the real deal in terms of the music industry in, in this day and age now get yeah. all the girls eh nah bro that's no word of a nah <laughs> Nah, check my team. But nah, like um, I think it really comes down to the individual and what their intention is. You know, wow. like my intention is like, yeah, I love that lifestyle. Um, but at the same time, I'm a human that wants to. I feel like I want to heal, like doing what I do. I want to. I feel like I'm a healer in a way. Like it can be. I don't know if it's with my words or. I think my intention is I want to make a difference in the community or I want to do things that inspire people. Um. There's that saying uh, to uh, to aspire aspire to inspire is one of the most powerful things um, like in like humankind that you can do, and that's kind of just what I want to contribute to that. I want to contribute to my community. Like when it's all said and done, I want to look back and be like, what did I do to contribute to the society? Uh-huh. Like, did I do something that was selfish, or did I do something where any everybody can be like, that was a piece of art that contributed to so the progress of like mm. a community or something like i'm I, I feel like i'm not there yet but that's what i want to do so like i think it comes to the individual like what do they want to do like mm. if you want to be a mean rapper and then you know buy that like designer clothes and gold chains and make money and talk about it and go to strip clubs and that you can do that but at the same time just make sure there's a balance um and i think as long as there's a balance then you should be safe here yeah. Cause I'm not no like I'm not no like um, no role model like every now and then I'll go to a strip club or I'll drink with the boys and I'll you know I I, I make mistakes as well so like I think it's just the balance and being aware of your the balance yeah pain man nice you're a real model oh, just being real that's a new one, <laughs> that one. You're a real model yeah, yeah, just, yeah nah just have a, just live your best life hey that's cool man, man that's mean. Man, you've, you've talked a little bit about um, your mom and your grandmother Yo. and um, being able to help you out and stuff. And, and I'm curious about, um, you know, we're just talking about role models. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just curious about the sort of, were there any male role models in your life? Well, that's a good question. I never actually thought of that. Like, when I think about it, like, to be honest, like, um, so when, when I was born, my my mother and father had, like, split up already. So that wasn't, they weren't really, even really together. So, like, I was kind of, and then, so my father at the beginning, he kind of disowned, not disowned me, but he was still in denial that I was his kind of thing. So like my mom, like for the first like couple of years was just like, all right, this is how it's going to be. You got no dad kind of thing. She never told me that, but that was her thing. Like, oh, yeah, I don't care if he doesn't come in back into the life, into our life kind of thing. So later down the track, he, he started wanting to see me and it still wasn't like, like I still didn't see him as a father figure, but like we're all good now. Like he's, he's, I still love him and stuff now, but uh, he'll never be like a father figure, if you know what I'm saying. So, um, growing up, I didn't really have like the like, fa- like a, a a father figure or role model. It was always my mother and my grandma. Um, 
and my grandfather was there but he had a brain injury from he fell off a bike like when he was like when i was a baby so he he wasn't quite there if you know what i'm saying so like i i think the females in my life were the ones that kind of um kind of raised me and showed me like the va- taught me my values and stuff so and then it wasn't until like i was a teenager where i was hanging out with the boys and that's when like i learned how to like harden up and like you know get into f- not fights but like that's when all that kind of shit came up um but i never had like someone like son put your hands up or like i'm gonna take you fishing or we're gonna go knitting somewhere you know like i never had like a uh someone like that and i always kind of used to envy like my friends when i saw their dads like take them places or you know do the simplest shit like even mow the lawns with their dads like for me they're like i don't want to mow the lawns with you dad like whatever but for me to see that i was like man bro you should just do it like because i never had that so like i kind of like didn't really have a male um figure in my life but then i watched a lot of tv so i used to like like tupac and like bone thugs and to me they were like kind of like the the, f- the the male role models i guess and then that's why i looked up to a lot of the older homies as well um like oh this guy does this and that that's what i want to do kind of thing so and it wasn't even like cool shit it was like i don't know like drinking and <laughs> other things you know so uh, yeah it wasn't really um a good influence but yeah i mean that's mm. cool that's cool shout out to all our, our queens all our moms all Straight our nanas our aunties yeah for real stay hold it down you know one thing that really pisses me off in uh, like the western society they really um devalue uh our the our pacific island uh, the woman and their value of what they do for us at home like they hold it down but now there's so much pressure for our woman to be out there working while raising yeah, a child yeah. while doing all these other stuff but for our pacifica woman um man them holding it down for our our families at home i don't know where this is going but i just want to <laughs> talk okay. about it you know, hey, you know the, like uh, how much um value they had for us and how much we elevate them above oh. the family um dynamic that yeah our dads were out there um earning you know, working hard, but it was it was our it was our mothers that were there to look after us, wipe our bums, give us the talk, <laughs> the ones we connected with. So, yeah, shout out to all our mamas. Um, yeah, I just want to share that. Shout out to you also for really yeah, sharing that. That's cool. Ah, that's that so cool. That's so cool. Our mellow downs, and, so, and it seems like um, also it seems like um, nothing has really phased you in terms of you know sometimes people believe their own hype like oh yeah, yeah. i made it i made it and all that and you, you and you said your mom keeps you grounded the fuss are more in your identity yeah. uh, obviously and you know yeah our, our, our parents and now even our families hey, you're just a new just just one of us and i love the fact that nothing really because some some folks you know they put on this like a like um, Charles was saying, some guys can come in and put on this facade, hey, this, mm. and and not being their authentic um, self. Uh, but you are, and I think this testament of, of of your growth and also you appreciate who you are as, as a person and also as a Samoan Maori Pakia. Mm. Uh, but also, regardless whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, obviously you do know because you are an influencer. Mm. So, so what's um, what's the the word out there in the streets? Have you heard anything like in terms of people like wow? What's the what's the main thing when they hear your music? They go, oh, mellow downs. What's the what, what, what's the feedback you you're kind of getting from, or, or the love that you're getting from from those out, out in the public? 
yeah like uh the, the most of the feedback i hear is positive like which is cool i'm like oh man like if someone said that about it like i got a really nice message today from someone from like they remembered something I said like four years ago and they just like sent me the video of it. I was like, wow, what the hell? Like, bro, it was like from some random event that I spoke at and I was like, what the? So like for like the, just things like that are little reminders and, and signs that like I am on the right path in, in terms of what I'm, what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, but then I got get haters as well. Like, But it's funny because I'm the type that gets triggered. Like I might say the most positive thing on here and then... <laughs> <laughs> might might be driving home and then bro this guy's a bitch and then I'll be like stop the love where's the Eddie's now sit in the location yeah yeah so uh, yeah I think it's just normal to be a little bit hypocritical but like um, I get a lot of negative comments as well but I've learned over the years just to ignore it um, I remember I used to like yeah uh, my if my bro was here he would, t- he would tell you guys like dude like out of all the positive it'll be like maybe 40 positive comments and then one dude will be like you're a flop or like say something stupid yeah, and yeah. then out of all those comments i'll reply to that guy yeah <laughs> and then those was like bro what are you doing bro look look at all these positive comments and you're out here being like dming this guy being like bro fuck you where you at like i don't give like, a fuck blah, blah. like oh man I, I guess that's just a little bit of uh, the immaturity in me that like i'm still trying to navigate you know like yeah. i think we all have a little bit of that in us <laughs> if you know what i mean so yeah, yeah, the, yeah i don't know yeah, but we do man it's balance balance bro but yeah nah i try and i try and block it out eh? but every now and then i'll get triggered like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i, I get because <laughs> we all like share the mental yeah, yeah. um social media pages uh, and yeah. out of all of us i probably get triggered because there's all this positive stuff of our guests and then once someone will say one negative thing about our guests and then <laughs> I feel like responding to yeah. gee where do you live I'm gonna come in the, <laughs> and I'll try to yeah That's so I, I, I've learned I, I learned to like just let these guys look after us <laughs> yeah. like I had one of those today I was just at the lights and I seen like oh, I seen the, the this couple that uh, I saw my ex I saw my ex and mm. she was with her um, her new mans and then like because I've been seeing them around a lot lately oh. and I was like wow buzzy and then he wound on the window and he was like this town he's like the city is too small <laughs> and then like, I looked at him I was like I run this city bitch and then I just drove <laughs> off <laughs> oh no, no they drove off and I was like why did I say that like you know I think the adrenaline just pumped yeah. I don't know what it was but Far, yeah, it was it was good. It felt good at the time, but then after that, I was like, "What a mature dude, eh? You know, like I run the city. Who do I think I am? Like, but I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it was crack up. But nah, yeah, nah, balanced. That's one thing. One thing you guys can take away from this talk tonight is balance. <laughs> oh, bro! But there's there's heaps of there's heaps of even right now. So there's yeah. um. Even before we started, uh, there was a lot of nuggets you were sharing, um, Miller Downs, in terms oh. of who you are and the work that you do. And like you were saying, you, you don't have to do that kind of other job, but you do it because of the passion and compassion. And I don't think, because um, sometimes people think, oh, rap, rap artist, oh, musician, and they kind of see the edge. You know, obviously now you see the drill out in Australia and Australasia, and then people think, oh, the gang, gangster, and all that kind of stuff. But you, man, but you are. You kind of you definitely suit your name in terms of Mellow Downs. And you really are, you're not the kind of 
rap star or rap person that you think, oh, this guy's a gangster, this guy's kind of lives in a hard life in the herd and all that kind of stuff. But you're true to who you are. And I think there's a lot of men out there who are quite agreeable, but you, 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 you just, just, just as who you are. And so what do you say to some of the men, in, or, or even us? Because yeah. sometimes we as men can be like, oh, yeah, 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 we agree, agree. Yeah, yeah. But what are your thoughts on that in terms of what men being agreeable all the time? Do, do, is there a time we should be, or is it just like, nah, you just be yourself, just stand on your own laurels? Yeah, yeah what do you think? Nah, that's, a good, that's a good question. I think like, um, business wise like there's there's times where you have to play the game just to get yourself further in terms of a business and I'm not saying like you gotta get on your hands and knees and kiss this dude's feet but like there's 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 times where you, you have to play the game and other times where you have to speak like their la- not the language but like you have to like speak how they speak and do what they do and especially being in corporate situations you have to kind of know how to navigate like if you look at 50 Cent he's a good example it's like He's from the hood. Like he's a he's been shot nine times, and then you see him in a whole room full of white people with colors, and he's still he's still the top dog in that room. And I feel like that's a perfect way of being your own gangsters. Like doing that. Like if I if I was to jump on a meeting with like a business owner trying to negotiate a deal, I could speak that language, you know. And I've got a manager as well who could speak more of that language. So it's like just navigating through different spaces and being aware of your surroundings and how you're gonna kind of get the best outcome out of those yeah um does that answer the question no no it is you know, man I love, cool. it. I love it man but like yeah and be i think like being yourself is really because when you be yourself it's like you bring something unique to the yeah. table it's like for example like i was in um australia or when i was in sydney i played off a couple other acts and like there was this dude with like little red dreadlocks and jumping up and down and being like it's lit like and I was like, man, this guy look exactly like Trippy Red, but he sound like Juice World. And <laughs> but like, you know, he's got like the. It's like, man, like, bro, if, I reckon if this guy used those influences, but I think that the key is to hide your influences, you know, like, mm-hmm. or to disguise them, because like I was like, man, this guy straight ripped off like a whole ass chorus of like how Trippy Red sounds or like how this other rapper sounds, but like you can see that like, the talent is there, but it just sounds too much like mm-hmm. another artist, whereas like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think cool. I think if you just like be yourself a little bit, um, yeah, you you can get more f- further and just speak your mind. Um, a lot of people are scared to to say what's on their mind because they they they're scared of being judged and they're scared of expectation. I think another thing is expectation. You know, walk in the room and someone's got high expectations of you. Once that once you take the expectations away, there's not that fear of like reacting. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's good, man. That's some nuggets. In terms of your the content and your music, Yo. like how's a, how important is it um, to rap about what you want to rap about? And like, because mm. there's some music I've heard where um, only the people from that area would understand, yeah, like yeah, um, yeah. that um, to die, to live and die yeah, in yeah, AD. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone would know Green Jade. So when you uh, intentionally wrote that with the Dao so yeah, yeah. Um, how because Avondale would have yeah. you know they would have loved that anthem they would have you know they would have claimed it like how important is the content you put into your music man that's there that's an important one like for that song it was so Tom Scott he's like for me he's one of the, my favourite rappers out of this country and he, he he was like man I need you on the song so I was like yeah sweet and I actually wrote a whole verse and then recorded it but you know how it's like back and forth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
he like broke down my lyrics and then he i went back to his spot and then he had like moved the lyrics so it's they're like talking back to each other yeah. and he was like oh he like highlighted the stuff that i i was to write and then he did the other stuff so i was just like bro that's crazy and so like man when that dropped it was like such a crazy response from our, our hood <laughs> so i was like damn no that's that's solid but it just made me realize like the 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 power that your words have like how much of an impact your words can have there was a line in there i got checked for by the trcs because um well some of them were tripping on me because i said uh uh, used to get stuck by the TOC now the TOC want to see me now and I think a couple of the older homies got like a little bit offended by that but what I meant was like um, I mean when I was little I kind of got checked by them just because that's what, what you what happens when you live in Avondale and you're just so young and that and then so I got checked by them and then when I had my 828 video some of them came to the video to, to see me like to so you know show some love and that's what i meant by used to get stuck yeah, by the toc yeah, yeah. and then the toc trying to see me now kind of thing <clears throat> but like i feel like that's what i'm saying is like there's the power of words is so important like you might say something that you're just joking about on a song and then it drops and then you forgot about it and then in the future like it might come back to haunt you it might come back to bite you so like that's just something to be wary of if you're if you're with the with the, with the music is like mm yeah trying to get that message across but at the same time being real to yourself like if you say you can shank someone in the chest then you can rap about it you know um but not being like covering your face and hiding your identity and you don't even have no court cases <laughs> and saying that like i've got i've got this and that and i've got this get and that get you know like it's just all bullshit at the yeah. end of the day so like it's just a trend it's just like oh yeah jewels popping i need to sound like this i need to put gonna cut a couple holes in my nana's beanie and put it over my face now but like <laughs> but i think i don't know like i think just like yeah just the the power of words is very that's why they call it spell spelling you know it's like mm. you're casting spells out there so like yeah wow it's, it's real yeah that's good man what can we expect on this new album yeah nah that's, that's got a whole variety of things just like like there's there's the meaningful stuff that I'm talking about, like that I really want, need to get across. Yeah. And then there's the stuff I wrote, like oh, I went to a, like a strip club one night and I got inspired, and then I wrote about it, you know. So there's different vibes, there's different like uh, diversity and stuff. And um, yeah, I got a couple of my favorite musicians on there too. Uh, guys heard of heard of the Parliament or like James Brown? James Brown. Yeah. So I got like um a guy called Bootsy Collins. He's a mm. He's a bass player. He used to play for James Brown, and he's in a funk band called The Parliament. So yeah, I got him on one of the records. Oh man! Got a couple like other features um, on there that I'm real happy about. Just like I don't know, just the whole vibe. Um, yeah, I recorded some of it in LA as well. So there's like a little bit of like uh, that in influence in terms of like West Coast kind of sound. Just like a whole mixture of stuff, man. So yeah, it's gonna be a vibe when it drops. It's gonna be awesome, man. So, what is what is what are you? Who are your musical influences? Like, who are the people that you used to like? Obviously, you both Thugs and Harmony, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 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 D, yeah, uh, yeah. Bootsy Collins is one of them. Um, when I was growing up, like my my mother would listen to like Barry White and uh, Marvin oh. Gaye, Earth, Wind and Fire, um, Isley Brothers, just that all of that stuff. Um, the Motown, eh? Motown, Motown yeah, yeah. yeah, Motown. Uh, Erica Badu. Uh, D'Angelo, um, who else? Like, yeah, I, like, I quite like 
at the moment I've been listening to soul, like a lot of old soul, mm. old school soul music. And but yeah, I, I just like oh, Damian Marley is one of my favorite artists as well. Um, Bob Marley's son. Mm. Yeah, now there's heaps of influences, and I try and just like whatever I listen to. That's why I don't really like listening to rap too long, because then I start sounding like that. Like uh. yeah, like if I listen to Kendrick Lamar too long, I start like. Not like trying to be like trying to sound like him, but I just kind of yeah, subconsciously, yeah, subconsciously, yeah, yeah, yeah. his his cadence will just mm. start kicking in, and I'm like, oh man, I have to switch it up. So yeah, that's what I mean by hiding your influences. Is like kind of like grabbing something from like drill, it might be a bassline, and then maybe like, like something from Kendrick and J Cole, and then putting it into like making it your own because there's nothing is truly original. You know what I mean? We everyone's inspired by something and. So yeah, that's kind of how I see like my creative process. Yeah, wow, man, that's cool. I had a question about um, you talked a little bit about features. Yo. Like what sort of mindset goes into when you're selecting a feature? Like, do you have someone in mind when you're as you're developing the song? Or? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, for this one with Booty Collins, I was just uh, I was like, I was in LA and I I made the song and I was like, man, this is this is a vibe. Like, this is crazy, and I could just like. For those that haven't heard of Bootsy Collins, is like a lot of his features are just talking over other people's records. Like for Snoop Dogg, he'll just be like, "Hey, what up, nephew Snoop?" Or like uh, Tyler the Creator, or like for Silk Sonic and yeah, Bruno yeah. Mars. Yeah, he's just talking in it. So I just messaged him and I was like, "Man, I need you to. I I can really imagine you speaking over this." And yeah, he was king. I was just like, "Bro, this is crazy." I just hit him up on Instagram and wow. yeah, so like things like that. I just like oh this person would suit that and then i might hit them up they might like be like oh sorry i'm not doing no features or whatever but i always can hear something like i made something and sent it to troy kingy and i was like oh i can hear your guitar over it he just starts playing over it you know so things like that i'll just send it to people and if 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 they're not king that's all good as well so yeah just i don't know there's like a pocket you hear and you can be like oh like how poetic might send me something he'll be like oh yeah i can hear mellow on this Mm -hmm. and he'll send it to me kind of thing so yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah, Man, that's Jeez. cool. I can imagine like a lot of the artists would have their own kind of process and kind of create um, creating stuff. Yeah. And so, how important for you is like re- refining your craft? Obviously, you, you're pretty much doing it every day. And so, we, we, how do you know when you're like, man, I've got a hit, man. I got, I got this. This song's gonna be banging, man. This is like a vibe you're saying. Yeah. Like, is it something that you kind of sense, or you just feel like, man, this is gonna go off? Yeah, there's like a feeling I get, but at the same time, I'm real off of like, for my last project, I thought there was a song on there that was gonna be mean as, and then like I dropped it and it just like didn't do as well as I thought, and then I dropped a street single and that was the one that just went crazy. So I was just like, man, how does this work? Because like, I I don't know. I like my my taste of music is a bit like uh, alternative. So the songs that I like that I make, other people kind of. Might, might not like it as much as some something else like the more rap songs that i do so yeah it's it's a weird one to navigate it's a weird one to judge but like for example with the one pray for more like i didn't i was just like man this is a for me this is like a heartfelt song so I, that's why i want to drop it but i've kind of changed my perception of like this one's a hit like i never set myself expectations anymore because you can be let down so many times like like for example if i if i think something's a hit and i'm like it's a hit and then drop it and it's not then i'll be like oh, i'll be disheartened so yeah. i don't really keep those expectations anymore i just have fun making the music and then just release it when when i'm ready so 
because regardless, you're gonna be proud of it anyway. Like, yeah. Damn. Have you have you ever like had like music block or writing or writing block or kind of you know sometimes you hear like artists like oh man, I just can't come up with another song or, or can't you know can't can't think of, of writing anything or can't write down any lyrics. Yeah. Has, has that ever happened to you? Um, yeah, I guess frustrating because like sometimes I'll just like can't rap or I'll be like oh it's like I'll write all these different verses for this one song and then none of them hit. So I'm just like man, I need to just give it a break or go for a walk or something. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. What about man. you guys? Do you guys make music or? No, no, no. But uh, you know, I, I do a bit of singing and all that kind of stuff. But no, no, I'm not really. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh hey, the, the uh, Brad, Brad, uh, uh, the guy who does all the, the editing and the and the production. This uh, guy, bro, yeah. yeah. This guy, man. Yo. This guy right here, man. This because uh, the man. He does the, the beats, producing, production yeah. work. Talent, talented like cat. Yeah, and sings, plays instruments. So yeah, man. Hey, Brad. <laughs> We're brothers, but he took all the musical genes in our family. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man. Was, but oh man, just because I always imagine um Mellow Downs like obviously who you are and, and as a person. I think people kind of forget, hey, this is Mellow Downs and actual like this is a, just a person. You know, and so I'm just wondering for for yourself, has there ever been a time when you felt like, you know, I just want to I just don't want to be mellowed down. I just want to be Bronson. I just, just you know, just you know, I just want to, I just kind of block everything out and just zone in on on who you are. Is is even been a time when you feel like you know, music is just on the back burner? Yeah, sometimes like, like sometimes my my manager just like because he's such a hard worker, and because I'm like lazy, I'm like I procrastinate. So like every day he'll be like boom 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 like with, with tasks or things to do, and sometimes I'm like man. I just want to go to the beach today or I just don't want to do anything like to do with my music or anything to do with this album or anything you know I just want to put my dog in the truck and just drive to like Murawai or like I don't know go to a beach or somewhere and just True. escape kind of thing so it's every now and then I feel like that but at the same time like the work I put in out this music like I feel the more effort I put into it like later down the track that's when I can be like I can have a whole month off because I've done all of this. Yeah. So I always think of that and that's when I'm like, oh yeah, back back to it kind of thing. But yeah, there are times. I remember this one time, like I took my mom to the mall in, in Limor for lunch and I think it was exams. So all the schools were at the mall and like I just got bombarded by like Avondale kids. Eh? <laughs> and I had never been bombarded like that in my life. Like I legit felt like I was one of those like celebrity or whatever. Like, And my mom was looking at me like, the hell's going on like they were just like honestly pushing in trying to get a photo and stuff and like i was just eating butter chicken with my mom's and <laughs> she was just like wow this is different <laughs> i was just like fuck this is crazy started getting like anxiety a little bit oh, eh? true. Like, shit. but nah yeah nah. i guess it comes with the territory yeah, like, yeah. i'm not like some big superstar but like i feel like in the communities people recognize me and they want to acknowledge me so i gotta just you know like um I guess you gotta just take it because without these people, I wouldn't be doing this full time. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a vibe. But it's, it's buzzy when people like recognize you and like, I'll be driving and then like might get a toot and stuff. But yeah, I remember this one time was in um, I was in Odahu, and there was like 
I was just getting a feed by myself because I always go to Uruhu for, for food in it, for island food. Yeah. And this car just pulls up and it had all tinted windows. And I was like, I was like walking like this and I was driving like slow as. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> in my head, like, I got the, like my spider senses were like <laughs> tingling. I was like, fuck, who are these? Like, who are these cars? No. <laughs> and then, like, it was just like pulling up slow as. And then you hear the. Like the window go down, and I thought like straight up. I don't know. I thought like the all the doors are gonna open, and then I was just gonna get rolled. But this dude was like, "Oos, are you mellow downs?" And then I was like, "Fuck, do I say yes?" Or <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "Yo, yo!" And then he just wanted a photo. Oh. But I was like, gee, why do you have to like, <laughs> like cruise real slow and then put the Tinder windows down real Like, why can't you just toot and be like, oh, like, bro, that f- not freaked me out, but I was just like, got, I just went into survival mode, like, oh shit, something's going down. But now it was all love. And that's what I love about the beauty about being yourself, you know, like, like I don't rip no gang or anything like that. And so I feel like I can comfortably like come out here, mm. like come out to Odohu, yeah. walk around by myself because I'm not giving off energy like I'm a threat or yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like diss someone's hood or something. I, it's, I try and come from a space of love. So like if I walk down Otara, I might just get stepped out just because they might just do it. But like I think nine times out of ten, I'll be all right. Like mm. just like showing love and that because cool. yeah, well, that's that's kind of my, my philosophy anyway. And yeah. Look good, man. Next minute, Mellow Downs <laughs> gets rolled and it's around. Yeah, I run the city. Nah, nah, like, nah, I know what's gonna happen. I reckon someone's gonna watch this and be like, gee, let's just let's just roll on because of this. So if I go missing, then you, you know, this, this, this podcast now. Nah. Oh man, uh, what the thing I like about you is because. Uh, when I used to work out Central, I oh. used to see you a lot, like yeah, yeah. walking along St. Luke's or yeah, yeah. Um, what's that street called? Not far from Brown Street, um, the main street, Racebank. Uh, yeah, Racebank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like Yo. a normal person, like yeah, just w- walking the streets, and and like everyone can just like let you be you, and you're Yo. doing you're with your dog, and uh, <laughs> so many times I was okay. but yeah i know you know um celebrities are humans too Mm. and you know they want their own space so Mm, man man so what do you do to um sort of unplug and find inspiration i mean other than listening to music because i feel like sometimes (laughs) as a musician you must there must be times where you get sick of listening to music yeah 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 I, i i put on like i go on spotify and there's like meditation uh like I don't I just type in like meditation music and it just puts it on this playlist and it's just like no drums or anything. It's just like weird kinda um wait, oh, I see, I see sound it. Oh. Gamma gamma sound waves or something. Yeah, there's something like that. Um for some reason Spotify just made a a, a, playlist, a playlist of it. <laughs> Man, Man. Med- meditation music, did you say what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man they podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just like oh not that's yeah. Oh wait, this one. I don't know. Oh, that's not working. But yeah. Oh, anyway, just buzzy yeah. like sounds like buzzy like um, meditation music. It's just like background music kind of thing, and it just like um, it's just calming to listen to in the back. Yeah. I remember someone. Uh, it was these other ones, but someone 
um, told me to listen to it for study. Yeah, it's like study it, music. Yeah, it's out of. I thought it was like. <laughs> like I was using it because there's no words, and then you concentrate, and I'm like a. Even like lo-fi hip hop on YouTube. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's oh, cool. Oh, mean. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, even sometimes I just like, I like drawing. I got an iPad and it's, there's a nice. program called Procreate and I just yeah. draw like characters and stuff. Yeah. That's uh, cool. Man. Creative, man. Yeah, now you're creative. Um, But even because you're like quite entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, because obviously you got your own podcast, the oh, Cover Corner as well. Yeah. yeah so yeah. How, how'd that come about? Um, to be honest, man, like, um, so I signed with Universal a couple years ago and like, they were like, Mello, we need some more content from you. Mm. Like whether that be video or, and so like, cause I really like the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, there's another interview called Hot Ones, which is like, oh, I love Hot Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Hot yeah. Ones. So like, I'm a fan of hot sauce as well. So I was like, man, <laughs> how can I do something like this, but my own style. Yeah. And, um, they were like, oh, did you? Like the label was like, oh, do you want to do a podcast or? And I was like, man, every rugby player has got a podcast, <laughs> or you know, like, yeah, I, I don't think it would be any like, I don't think I, I will bring anything refreshing to the table. So I was like, man, I want to do like something like this. And then thought of cover, like, oh, maybe I can interview people while drinking cover. But then I was like, nah. And then I was like, maybe I should do a podcast where it's just me, Rizzy, Diggy, just my boys or Poetic, just come on. Like like how you guys have the same yeah, guests, every, yeah. uh, the same host every time and just drink kava, but every every like segment is a different subject. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, I just want to do that. But then it was my manager who was like, nah, you should get like people like of influence on your mm-hmm. on the thing and then you interview them. But I was like, nah, it's not really my style because that's like, to be honest, like, interviewing people is out of my comfort zone mm. <clears throat> and so like that was like the worst and so i was like man john campbell like uh, i was like oh people like john campbell and he's like yeah john campbell would be perfect kind of thing and i was just like man he was like oh message him and then i was like nah i don't want to message him kind of thing and i messaged him and then he was keen straight away wow but i was like oh shit like and i didn't even tell my manager like He's like, oh, did John Campbell get back to you? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, not yet. But really, he's, he's already like, yeah, keen as. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, re- I'm pretty shy. Like, and then he hit up John Campbell's management, and he was like, oh, John's already been in touch with Mello. And he's like, did Mello talk to you? Hey, you already talked to John Campbell? I was like, oh yeah, nah, he misses me. <laughs> but like that, that first one with John Campbell, man, like that was way out of my comfort zone because eh? I'm not really used to being like so what do you look you know like but um just from doing that it kind of like made me uncomfortable but in a good way so i was like oh shit i did that i can do another one and so it's kind of i've been learning more about this whole public speaking that kind of platform stuff so that was kind of where the the intention for cover corner came from was just um being able to have a space like you guys but then also showcasing like an ancient tradition that our people have done for like talanoa and um and even like to to come at peace i I know like a lot of villages or whatever might have had some altercations but then they'll sit down with the 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 makai and and then have a talanoa and have a ava so like things like that was like oh man this is like it's like a new version of what our ancestors kind of were doing you know yeah, that's kind of where that came from, and yeah, nah, it's, it's that's been cool. A, that's man. cool. That's yeah. cool. You gonna bring that back, Yeah, yeah, I've got a couple like um, 
interviews in the pipeline that I want to cool. get done and and yeah so hopefully yeah mean um, who was your most memorable guest yeah I gotta say scribe man like I think growing uh growing up on his music is like and then for him to be sitting sitting yeah. next to me you know sharing a um cover yeah. and a Talanoa, bro yeah. nothing beats that in terms of like my uh like for my imprint in the hip-hop culture for new zealand i was like man this is crazy and even bought me a hennessy as well so i was like yeah. <laughs> oh, man cool. yeah shout out scribe man Yo. Yeah. so cool hey yeah uh, obviously we're conscious of time as well also mm. um and so we're, we're very grateful to have you mm, uh, but you. um i don't know if the boys want to say a few words or um i'm grateful and humbled that you're here um just because of who you are and the for the culture in terms of the hip-hop culture but also um so there's the fanboy side of me but then also like (laughs) (laughs) and also just um being able to sit in front of you and and have a talanoa and see um the human um the also um yeah and you're more than your music um you are contributing to society or like just you being you and a lot of young we need more of that in our in our in our society and like you say you don't see yourself as a role model but you're a real model you're being you you're being real and so um yeah we just want to um congratulate you and celebrate you and honor you and just pray for the best in terms of where you're the spaces that you're navigating through and i just hope man you continue just to keep on pushing the envelope because for me man or for a lot of us like um you're original you're like the shafus like you got your own sound you got your own swag and um and yeah your the music and the words that you share uh just more than words um they really inspire others so. and just the work you're doing very at um toyota um yeah, toyota, yeah. yeah uh, bro, that's that's mean i think out of all of that like for you like no one knows that there's no media on that and and those mm. people you know we put labels on people like your hip-hop artist your your schizophrenic your, yeah, your yeah. youth offender were more than the labels that people place on us that's it. and we see people for who they are so yeah i just want to celebrate that honor uh, you and thank you so well. much nah, for being here eh? now nah, thanks for having me straight <laughs> up it's been it's been cool that you guys doing this thing eh? like um especially for like you're saying like our polynesian men and the men out there that kind of need more of this thing i don't know this, these spaces yeah 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 nah, it's, it's, it's a vibe yeah keep it up uh, that's mean nah I just wanted to give props too man awesome work and excited for what comes next and so I just wanted to honour what you are saying about um, identity Mm. and like having to go out and search and sometimes it's knowing who you're not will help you find out who you are yeah that's it that's um, it so just just big yeah. ups on that and that's something that like i think a lot of us myself included still still yeah. on their journey of self-discovery i so think it's like a never-ending journey yeah, but, nah, like, straight up. Yeah. but it's no nah, it's a good one and so i just wanted to end there's one one thing on my mind one question i had was like yeah. what are your big future ambitions mm. if you could do anything in oh. you know in the world what's the big out there dream um well one of them right now is i'm trying to um start up a cover bar in central auckland yeah that's like a something i've been i'm working on at the moment or um i don't know what that looks like yet but yeah i'm getting my business plan cool. got, got my accountant on the phone so 
I'm trying to just make something happen. Um, yeah, shout out to Four Shells Cover as well. They they uh they got a cover bar in um, Victoria Park, and man, the vibe there is real cool. So like, I want to do something similar, but just kind of my own taste as yeah. well, my own flavor. Um, so I want to do that. I want to bring back the hot sauce. I've been making hot sauce as well. For those that check that out, that was a vibe as well. So I want to make some more of that, and um, yeah, just hopefully like expand and um. Uh, I want my brand to be kind of worldwide in terms of this music as well. Like not just New Zealand, not just Australia. I feel like yeah. we have what it takes to take it to the world, you know. Yeah. Um, and hopefully f- through that can open doors for others. Or even like if I don't make it as far as I th- I want to, at least it, it will open doors for others to to do so. If that makes sense. So like, that's yeah, just want to contribute in any way I can for for the future. But yeah, that's my vibe. Man. Man, that's Jeez. awesome, bro. Only a matter of time, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, come and do a, we'll come and do a, a session at uh, the cover. Yeah, the cover yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I thought, yeah, when, uh, not if, when it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah you guys are more than welcome, man. Oh, and man. it sounds random. I was just going to say one more thing. I remember seeing a comment on one of your videos, and it was a guy that was like, Man, I'm bumping this in Brooklyn. Yo. Like, the song's fire. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah. When you were saying that, I was just like, Bro, you're already on your way. Like, Yo. it's yeah, going to yeah, happen yeah, eventually. Yeah, so yeah, it's, 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 it's international, man. Yeah, I got like messages from like um, the most, like Germany, like the most random <laughs> places, man. I was just like, That's crazy. Bro, yeah. yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, also, um, every guest that comes on the on the podcast, also, we always give them a gift. Oh. And so I always do a bit of a, a sketch, a bit of a caricature. And this is for you on behalf oh, of the Manic Team. This is for you, also. Man, thank you so much, also. <laughs> thank you so much man, um, for, this, for your time, thank man. You. And so also, mad love, mad respect for you, um, also, my Lord, also, also. And also, uh, yeah, the, the one thing that I really kind of gauged from our conversation also is that you just keep grinding. You know, you keep going, and I love that. Because some people are like, oh, can I rest on their laurels? Like, oh yeah, I made it. I done, I done this. I'm yeah. hip hop. But just the sound of what you're doing, bro, and the and the future plans. Yeah. You keep going. You keep grinding. So, Thanks, also, so thank you so much. Appreciate your 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 um, talanoa. Uh, but also, is there anyone that you can think of that would be ideal to come on the podcast and share? Yeah, um, the also Lissy's in town. I think on Saturday, maybe. I think it's. He's got a show here, so like I don't know how long he's gonna be here, so I can hit him up. He'll be perfect, uh, just to you know chop oh it up man. about his grind, and mm. he's still so young too, so like yeah, he he'll be. I reckon he'll be cool to get on. Um, who else? Because um, how how many guests have you guys have it on here now? Ooh, I think this. I think you're episode thirteen, eight, thirteen, bro. Oh, thirteen yeah, for, for the season, season, season yeah. 17. Oh, oh 17, 17, yeah, seventeen. Yeah. Oh man. Man. So I probably uh, uh not off top. I like I'm pretty blank right now, but there's probably there's so many people yeah, I probably have yeah, a mind, but no. yeah. Yeah, cool. Awesome, awesome. No, I appreciate it. Also, hey, uh, any last um any last words of encouragement also? Yo, uh see probably like uh, whatever anyone's going through, just know that like you're not alone no matter what you might feel like you are you might feel like you can't go to anybody but trust me you're not alone like and i feel like uh some uh you need like more people need to discover resilience within themselves if they want to get through those those lows you know what i mean like i've been there too like 
I've been at a space where I didn't even want to live my life anymore, but just look around, there's so much purpose, like, everyone has so much purpose, and, and that's the reason why we're living this life, that's the reason why we're on earth, is, is what the reason why God created us, is, is to live our unique purpose, and just like, yeah, whatever you're going through, just know, like, there's always a way out, no matter what, and I know that sounds cliche, and it's easier to say it than to, to be in it, but I've been at my lowest of lows, and like, that's what kept me going, is, my purpose here on earth is like to do this stuff you know and to keep alive so other people can stay alive kind of thing so whatever you're doing in life just stay resilient and just know that no matter what happens no matter how low you feel is you're never alone there's other people going through exactly the same thing even worse stuff so yeah just keep fighting honestly there's there's always light at the end of the tunnel and that's not by offing yourself so yeah much love please just continue to support the Huso show him some love and respect um, please like subscribe we look forward to your comments and as always we continue to refine unlock and take charge Mandate. <laughs>